Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Anthony Vitiello, who's head of sales at Ultraship TMS, a PCS company after the recent acquisition. And today we're going to talk about spark market automation in TMS. Now, you know, we all know that the transportation market is cyclical, but it's really been a roller coaster ride, you know, the past couple of years. And with the COVID-19 pandemic this year being kind of the latest shock you know, to the system. But despite all the ups and downs, the lesson still remains the same. Shippers have to keep finding new ways to drive continuous improvement in their uh, transportation operations. And this is particularly true in how they leverage the spot market. So what are some of the challenges involved and how have transportation management systems evolved to help, uh, you know, shippers find, you know, shippers find capacity quickly, efficiently, and, and at a fair price? Well, those are going to be the main questions we're going to address in today's episode. And it's great to welcome Anthony back on the program uh, to share his insights and perspective on this topic. So, Anthony, welcome to the program. Um, thanks for having me, Adrian. Uh, always a high point uh, of the marketing year when I get to join you on these uh, on these webisodes. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Certainly, you know, this has been a uh, like I said, a roller coaster of a year from a transportation standpoint. Uh, obviously, you know, there for you guys at Ultraship TMS, uh, there have been some highlights, including the recent you know acquisition by by PCS. So I'm I'm sure that's uh, you know opening up some some great opportunities as well, um, but but as a way to kind of kick off the the, the, the conversation, I, I'm kind of curious, uh, you know, what are you hearing, you know, from from your clients in terms of, you know, how they view the current state of the transportation market? I mean, well, what's top of mind, particularly for shippers today? It's a great question. Um, I, I think uh, surprising, uh, precisely nobody. Um, I think what's really on the top of mind for shippers. Uh, you know, in all industries is the state of flux that, you know, we find ourselves in, in multiple areas all at once. I mean, you, you know, you touched on it at the beginning, um, you know, COVID really um, has done a great job of exposing, um, you know, weaknesses or shortcomings in, in, in shippers' uh, uh, capabilities, uh, particularly when it comes to spot market activity, but, you, you know, in all their areas, uh, you know, in their utilization of technology and so forth. Um, and what we've seen really is that it's, it's prompted a lot of shippers to accelerate their timeline for sourcing and implementing technology because whereas it might have been a nice to have, you know, uh, nine, nine to 12 months ago, um, the, the fractures that have been exposed really have uh, um, driven a lot of them to just decide, you know, just pull the Band-Aid off all at once. We got to get this going, not just for um, addressing COVID-related challenges, but going forward, I mean, this was something on everybody's radar. Technology was, you know, already a ball that was rolling downhill, but it's really picked up a lot of speed. Um, other things that I'm hearing, you know, um, is a, a, a distinct need for increased flexibility uh, in their operations, you know, given the instability um, that's being driven by changes in shopping habits and, and, and you know, the motion of, of products uh, through the supply chain, you know, that instability uh, is really highlighted the need to be able to accommodate for unplanned movements and, and actions. And carrying that one step forward, then it becomes, okay, well, you know, with these unplanned sort of activities that we're doing, how are we managing rates? How are we keeping costs in control? In control? You know, we're seeing dramatic fluctuations in, in individual lanes uh, across different modes as, as you know, they have to move things in, in unconventional 
you know, through unconventional channels, um, and of course in volumes. So finding capacity in tight segments and, and uh, being able to quickly recalibrate, recalibrate rates in, in areas where uh, capacity has expanded, you know, it's important to help them to be able to uh, do that quickly and effectively to maintain competitive rates. And a couple other little items, you know, to round out the list of gripes that you're hearing from, uh, from shipper customers uh, are the perennial things uh, like data systems integration challenges and, you know, overcoming, uh, you know, how to, you know, to, to, to field the best tech stack. And um, another thing is, is uh, that we're hearing a lot lately is the whole notion of contactless supply chain, paperless bills of lading, you know, uh, all these contactless kind of um, um, strategies. So that's sort of the, the playing field that, that we're operating in at the moment. Yeah, you know, I, I like the way you, you talked about kind of ripped off the bandaid there, right? I mean, I think that, you know, COVID has certainly accelerated, you know, the you know, a lot of these initiatives that a lot of shippers had kind of on the sidelines or they were kind of, they were kind of, you know, the, the classic analysis paralysis, you know, uh, and not taking any action. And really, you know, the, the pandemic in many ways kind of forced the issues because, you know, not only did they have to deal with, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, huge spikes in demand or, um, you know, have to deal with, you know, having to really almost turn their, move in a completely different direction to stay alive as a business. Um, you know, they, they realized that, you know, operating with spreadsheets and manual processes and everything else, you know, that, that the fact that they hadn't been on this digital transformation journey uh, in the past, now, you know, really they, they had to try to accelerate their efforts in, in that area. And flexibility is another thing I hear a lot of as well. You know, I think it's, you know, we, we've always talked about it, the fact that, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. There's always, you know, it's a very dynamic market, but I think more so than ever, uh, companies are realizing that unless they are able to quickly uh, navigate whatever changes or whatever new requirements the market brings to them, you know, it's going to be, you know, very difficult for them to succeed moving forward. So, you know, not only from a process standpoint, but from a technology standpoint in terms of being able to have that technology in place to be able to enable that, that flexibility, that agility, that responsiveness, you know, to what's happening in, in the market. And, and certainly, you know, I think there's no market that reflects kind of that uncertainty, that that ups and downs as as a transportation market. You know, where sometimes you know, you always talk about, well, it's a shippers market, it's a carriers market, and the back and forth between that. And, and the reality is that um, you know it doesn't really matter whether it's a shippers market or a carriers market. You know, you have to find ways to you know dr drive automation in in the uh, in, in the process and find ways to create more you know win-win partnerships with. Um, you know, between shippers and carriers out there in, in the industry. Um, you know, so, so when you think about TMS, you know, I, I know that when a lot of folks think of, of transportation management systems, you know, they, they generally think about, you know, managing, you know, their transportation operations with, with their contracted carriers. And, and that still tends to be the, you know, the majority of the freight moves via contracted carriers. But shippers often have to use, you know, the, the spot market, you know, too. Um, you know, in some cases more than they, than they want to. Uh, I mean, well, what are some of the challenges associated with using the spot market to find capacity? Um, yeah, there's there's definitely some challenges. Um, you know, I think part of it is, as you noted, particularly for shippers uh, and the high volume ones that already have TMS uh, solutions in place. Not every TMS comes stock with um, spot market automation tools built in. You know, that was one of the sort of uh, bits of foresight that you know our development team had and built this tool out 
you know, several years ago now uh, to provide, you know, this ability to, to access the spot market in an automated fashion. Um, but some of the challenges associated with that, even with, you know, uh, or, you know in the absence of, of, of automation for this, is the timeliness factor. You know, I mean, obviously, spot market, you know, is, is frequently most often used for expedited freight, for loads that you don't have covered, but the clock is, is, is ticking down on the must, must uh, arrive by date. You got to get these th wheels under these things, get them out on the road. So timeliness, you know, is certainly one of the challenges um, in, you know, uh, accessing capacity through the spot market. Uh, another thing, you know, is achieving clarity on the real-time rates in any given lane. It's one thing to just, you know, ask a carrier, hey, can you, can you move this freight for me on an expedited basis? And they give you a rate, but, you know, that's not sustainable writ large. You, you can't just be paying a premium on everything you move on the spot market. You need spot market tools that help you understand the current rate structure, you know, given today's environment. And, you know, as we noted, you know, before, uh, is it a shipper's market? Is it a carrier's market? That, you know, pendulum is swinging wildly these days, industry by industry. So being able to have uh, clarity into real-time rates uh, is definitely a challenge. Um, and then, you know, the last thing is just, you know, the sort of nuts and bolts the, the, the level of activity, you know, the level of effort required on the part of a transportation um, operation to run spot bid uh, request events, you know, to actually, you know, do this process, you know, go out looking for bids and then managing that process, you know, in the absence of technology, that's a very manual process, you know, and it's, it's time consuming and takes away from all the rest of the non-expedite day-to-day work that these people have to be doing. So those would be the three big sort of challenges, the timeliness, the clarity on rates, and uh, the amount of time it takes to execute spot market activity. Yeah, you know, I know, you know, I always used to hear folks talk about, you know, dialing for diesels, right? So the moment that right. they that their routing guide got exhausted, it was, you know, people picking up the phone and calling as many carriers as they could find, you know, to see who can pick up the, you know, pick up the load. And, uh, you know, obviously that's a very, like you said, you know, it's a very time consuming process. It's a very manual, you know, process. And, you know, ultimately, you know, like you said, you know, not having that broader market intelligence in terms of, you know, what, what exactly are, do, are you know, are the spot rates looking like in particular lanes, particular regions of the country and so forth, you know, not having that visibility, that understanding, you know, is also a, a hindrance there in terms of doing it not only efficiently and in a more automated way, uh, but also doing it in a way that, you know, you, you're, um, you've got some knowledge, whether you're in line with what the market is from a spot standpoint or whether you're overpaying or in some cases underpaying, which would be a good thing. But, but, uh, but, but again, having that visibility, like you said, is, is, is important. So, so let's talk a little bit about how, you know, transportation management systems have evolved to, to help shippers find this capacity more, more quickly and efficiently and at, you know, having that transparency to know you're getting a, a fair price at it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, this is, this is the, um, yeah, I can't speak to necessarily what other systems are doing, but I can tell you, uh, you know, what we've got, you know, going on under the hood in our solution. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, helping find capacity quickly and efficiently and at a fair price, um, you know, requires a level of automation that allows you to run um, 
you know, what I like to refer to as micro procurement events, maybe just on a lane by lane basis or a handful of, lane, <clears throat> handful of lanes. Uh, the way it works, um, you know, is, is, is providing automation solutions that help minimize that level of effort I talked about before, you know, to sort of automate the process so that uh, a transportation group can quickly stand up uh, a small bidding event <clears throat> on lanes that they need, uh, you know, uh, to, to move freight in on an expedited fashion. Um, the way ours works uh, is it leverages existing, existing onboarded contract carriers that are within the TMS. Um, although with the new, uh, you know, tools and, 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 and uh, aspects um, that will be coming to the, to the PCS solution, which is going to incorporate both suites of, 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 uh, of products under one uh, user interface, um, you would be able to even tap into pools of uh, available carriers outside of, you know, what you might have uh, in your list of contract carriers. Uh, but the system allows you to build what we call carrier groups in the spot market uh, automation module. Uh, so you can, you know, sort of pick the carriers from, you know, either your embedded base of carriers or from pools of external pools of, of, of available carriers that are vetted in the PCS system. Uh, and you can set those groups up by geography or, you know, uh, by location, you, you know, or any, any of those kind of parameters. Um, and it sets up a sort of uh, reverse auction style bidding system, wherein you set up the carrier group, you can, you can see what carriers you have in that group. You can deselect any ones. Like for example, if you have, um, a, you know, uh, a dry load, you know, uh, you need to need to drive in and there are three reefer carriers in there. You can deselect those and I'll explain why this is important. Uh, but so once you've got the group selected and the individual carriers that you want to send the bid request to in the group, uh, you can then send out electronically a bid request <clears throat> and it works like a reverse auction uh, type of system where all the carriers receive the electronic bid request at the same time and they're able to respond with their bid, you know, for the freight in that in that lane. Uh, and all the carriers watching can view in real time and see whether their current bid is the lowest bid. <clears throat> when it's the lowest bid, it says, congratulations, you're the lowest bid, but the clock is still running, giving time for other carriers to <clears throat> try and beat that, uh, you know, beat that rate. Um, and, you know, in the background, the transportation user gets to see everybody's bid. You know, obviously each individual carrier only sees their bid and whether or not they're the, uh, the lowest bid at the moment. At the point at which the transportation manager, you know, or the, the, or the, the, the dispatcher decides there's a rate that he likes, he can select that rate at any point and it clo automatically closes out the, um, the event, or he can let it run in, you know, for the prescribed amount of time, whether that's 60 minute, 90 minute, whatever interval the, the customer wants, uh, and then select the winning bid at the bottom. Um, at that point, um, the shipper can, you know, accept the rate and close the event and then tenders that load to the, to the selected carrier. Uh, and, and in that way, you know, they're able to run this event quickly, efficiently, and get to, you know, what, is going to be at or near the real-time rate for that lane on that day, uh, which is important because, you know, as we know, with such dramatic fluctuations 
uh, you know, given, you know, the changes that are happening in different areas and in different industries, uh, the rates that you might have contracted rates on file, they might be four, five, six months old from the last time you ran a procurement event. And, uh, you know, having this uh, um, ability to, uh, on a lane by lane basis, go out and look for a rate in that lane, it gives them, uh, you know, a view into what the current market rate is in that lane, which is, is a very effective um, way to operate. Yeah, no, a lot, you know, very interesting there. I think you hit on something that I think I'm seeing as well. I mean, we're really seeing kind of this, this uh, you know, spectrum of how shippers and carriers are working with each other, right? So there's always the annual procurement bid, but I think there's a, there's, there's a growing sense that, um, you know, there's still a role for that, but that's not the, you know, the end all, right? So because, you know, you might do your procurement bid in January, but come March, April, May, June, you know, the carrier's network might be completely different. Uh, your network might be completely different based on the what's happening with the economy and, and so forth. So a lot of what was, a lot of the assumptions and factors that went into that original procurement bid may, not, may no longer be, you know, be, be valid. Um, so that's where you end up going and have to go into the, 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 the spot market or doing these, you know, mini bids, if you will, you know, throughout the course of, uh, of the year. I, I like the concept of creating carrier groups because I think one of the things that from a shipper standpoint that I know is important is, you know, they want to make sure at the end of the day that whatever, you know, that there's a, uh, a validation that takes place, if you will, that the carriers they're working with are carriers that, that ha meet their criteria in terms of safety, in terms of insurance and, and, and the like. And I, you know, so what I've seen with these tools is what shippers tend to do is they create carrier groups the initial phase is with group carriers that they already have a relationship, perhaps in other lanes, um, you know, that they're you know, familiar with each other already. So there's a, already a high level of trust and confidence that any of these carriers that could take that load, that response to this bid within this carrier group is going to be a, you know, high quality, you know, carrier, uh, you know, uh, you know, to do that. The, the other side of that coin is, is, is also with, by setting up the groups, you, you're protecting the um, integrity of your bidding uh, process because if you're consistently sending bid requests out to carriers that, you know, in, in a broadcast fashion, uh, you maybe maybe the carriers that don't even pull freight in that lane or don't have the right equipment, uh, it dilutes your, uh, you know, the offer. A carrier is going to only respond two or three times and realize these guys are sending in me requests for bids in lanes that I don't operate. Next time that email comes across or that request comes across, I'm not even going to bother to read it because it's never been relevant to me. So it really helps, uh, you know, ensure that when carriers receive the bid for request from you, that they know it's freight that they're going to want to necessarily, you know, uh, potentially pull. So that's, yeah, uh, that's it. That, that, that's a great point. I think this is where the annual bidding process provides some great intelligence, right? Because maybe a carrier might have bid on that lane during the, the annual procurement process. Maybe they didn't get the, uh, the maybe they didn't, they didn't get the lane, they didn't get the contract in that lane. But now you know that that carrier has that equipment, that carrier operates in that lane because you have that data from their annual procurement event. So you know that when you create a, a carrier group, to service a particular lane or particular region, you know to include that carrier because they expressed interest in that lane as part of the annual contracting process. Yeah, um, and once those groups are, are configured, 
you know, at the beginning, I mean, you can periodically review them to make sure they're still accurate, but then it's a replicable automated process. You know that for this region, this is the group you want to send the bid request out to. And I mean, it's quick. You can get the whole thing done, you know, 30, 45 minutes, start to finish. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great example, again, of how, how to leverage, you know, technology, you know, moving away from these manual processes, you know, the dialing for diesels or hitting load boards and, you know, this very, you know, ad hoc, you know, kind of approach and really leveraging the power of the TMS and the data that you have in the TMS to take a much more intelligent and automated, you know, approach to this. So, so ultimately, I mean, you know, from the, from your customers that are using this, I mean, what are some of the benefits of using this technology to better utilize the, the spot market? Uh, well, you know, in a tight capacity environment, the obvious uh, um, sort of benefit is quick and surgical access to capacity when you need it. And, and I mean, you know, um, you know, spot spot market activity has been traditionally, you know, for expedite. Um, not, you know, more and more these days, it's the micro procurement piece and you get both benefits. But, the, you know, the, the first and pr primary benefit is that that quick access to capacity, you know, not having to spend time dialing, right? Not having to spend time, you know, with manual processes to get that done. Uh, other benefits include, um, uh, well, we spoke about, you know, uh, how the automated process supports the include, the, only the inclusion of relevant carriers. And uh, as I noted, that avoids the dilution of the responses that you're going to get uh, by making sure that the, the uh, bids you request are all highly relevant to the uh, carriers that are receiving them. Um, uh, this is a big one. And again, sort of ties into the, you know, the micro procurement or, you know, uh, sort of aspect of this is once the event is completed, right? And the transportation, uh, you know, person has selected the carrier with the rate that they like to, to move that, you know, to that move that freight. Um, the automation tool allows a process for requesting that the carrier give permission to publish that rate in the TMS, in the routing guide for that lane. Uh, they don't have to accept, but, you know, in, in, in our experience, the majority of the time they do and then you know that that uh, accepted bid becomes a published rate um, and helps you know update you know every time you use this you're helping to sort of update the rates that you have in any given lane with the, the you know the more recent real-time sort of uh, rates so that's a big big benefit uh, it saves you know extraordinary cost over time um, we talked about access to capacity um, and, and yeah, and I guess really those, those are the two big ones, you know, the, the, the quick access to capacity and then the ability to validate rates in lanes where volume may have, uh, changed significantly since the last time you ran a procurement event and, and particularly in today's environment where, you know, certain, some industries are doing 10 times the business they did this, this time last year, while other industries, you know, they're doing one tenth the business. So, um, that causes a lot of churn, a lot of fluctuation, and you know these tool. This tool, you know, uh, allows the the users to validate the rates uh, in the lanes that they pull in, and and uh, do that in, in much closer to real time. Uh, so those are the, those are the two primary benefits. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, in terms of being able to you know publish that rate or ask for permission to publish, you know, that rate. Because I mean, on the surface, you might think, oh gosh, you know, my contracted rate is, you know. I'm just pulling numbers here. You know, my contractor rate, it's a dollar eighty, right? But this this carrier is, you know, saying it's you know, dollar ninety-five or two dollars. So I'm I'm now it's gonna be higher. But the reality is that that's the new market rate 
right? So what's happening is whenever you're sending it out at the 180, no one's taking it. Uh, so you're, you're getting into the situation of having to hit this, you know, going through this whole, uh, you know, process point. of hitting the spot market. Whereas now, if you've actually now aligned yourselves with what's the, you know, the actual market rates out there, um, now you're able to, you know, from the, from the get go, automate tendering and execution without even having to go through to the spot market anymore. Cause now you're, you've adjusted your rates accordingly in a more continuous and real time you know, fashion. So a lot of folks might just look at that rate and say, okay, I'm paying a higher rate, but not recognizing that, Hey, your tender acceptance rate went from 97% to 89% because your market, your, your contract rates are completely, you know, below market. And, and it's, and it's forcing you to go through, you know, this whole spot market, you know, tap to tap the, the spot market more. Whereas now if you are able to in more real time, align your market, you know, your contractor rates to market rates, um, your, your, your tender acceptance rate is going to go up and, you know, you're going to be able to, you know, operate in more lights out fashion, you know, like the, you were in, in the past. So, uh, so, that's, so an, that's an exceptional point. You know, uh, uh, rate validation is rate validation, whether the rate's gone up or the rate's gone down, you still need to validate it. And, and yes, it's certainly, uh, you know, that, that follows through to on-time performance and so forth, because if you're, you know, detained by the fact that, you know, an old rate is too low in the system. And even with the automatic tendering, it goes all the way through the cascade, comes to the bottom, still winds up at the spot. You want to know that sooner than later, get the right. updated rate into the system. And then to your point, your, your uh, carrier acceptance number goes up and your on-time performance goes up. So, Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Anthony, you know, uh, just as a way to wrap up then, I mean, you know, based on everything we talked about, based on the lessons learned, you know, from, from this year, I mean, what, what will define success in transportation management in 2021 and beyond from, from your perspective? Well, to sort of tie this back to the comments we made at the, at the top of things here, um, you know, companies are now moving quickly uh, with, with much more um, purpose, purposeful, you know, purpose-driven sort of uh, mentality that this needs to be done. And I think part of the things that were impediments in the past, uh, you know, are the technical aspects, data integration, you know, selecting the right tools to build your tech stack, you know, how, you know, uh, you know, figuring out, you know, which tools, who's got the better API, uh, you know, to put these things all together. Now that they're, you know, sort of facing the music and 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 pulling that bandaid off, you know, to to continue that that um, that analogy. You know, I think um, the lessons learned are uh, the time is now to, to really dig in and understand, you know, the benefits that come from, from effective data integration between systems, you know, uh, pulling that Band-Aid off to determine, look, we need to have a, uh, a best-in-class tool, right, uh, and, you know, to, and, and, and to build the right tech stack, um, and I think you know, you're going to start to see, and I know this is definitely true of the opportunity here now with, uh, you know, as a PCS company, um, ready API integrations, an ecosystem of tools and data sets that are integrated from, you know, from day one, uh, because all of that integration and all of that harnessing of the data uh, supports things like machine learning and the predictive analytics and using the data from across multiple systems to achieve, you know, better supply chain throughput, 
you know, to achieve, you know, uh, aspirational goals like paperless and contactless, which have moved from the realm of aspirational now into the realm of the, you know, currently underway and getting ready for deployment. Um, and, you know, by, by seeking out technology providers that have done that heavy lift, you know, uh, uh, of systems integrations at the outset, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to be well situated as, as a shipper and a carrier and, and a broker to leverage technology that, you know, is, you know, provides the data ecosystem right out of the box. And I think that's what's going to define success in transportation management is, you know, uh, let, you know, harnessing and, and, and embracing the cutting edge of, 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 you know, uh, data solutions and integration. So that's, that's where I see it all, all headed. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, uh, I, I think, you know, what I heard there, and I think we, we already talked about it, uh, is that, you know, the big lesson learned is you, you can't stand by the sidelines anymore when it comes to, you know, digital transformation, when it comes to, you know, eliminating, you know, waste from your processes, eliminating manual processes, and, and so forth, because the, the, the market is moving too fast, customer requirements are moving too fast, and there's still ongoing uncertainty out there. So in order to be, you know, the, the, you know as we all hear, agile, responsive, flexible, um, you can't stand in the sidelines anymore and, and, and operate as, as if you were still in 1999 or 1989. You've got to be, you know, in the here and now and, and really embracing, you know, some of these capabilities that are available to, to companies today. So Anthony, uh, always uh, great, uh, you know, uh, having you in the program, and uh, I want to thank you for sharing your insights and you know perspective on this topic. My pleasure. Always, always happy to to, to speak with you, Adrian. Always good conversation. Great. And um, if you've got any questions, uh, you know, for for Anthony, uh, you can either post them at the uh, UltraShip TMS, uh, you know, website or on Talking Logistics, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a Very great day. good. Bye now.